Pep's here. Now, I just want to let you know. Could you have Lace Out? We know that's a great podcast name. But when you come across a podcast called AFL Obsessed, you have to drill down just a little bit into it. Now, what blew me away was this. Just imagine you're in the United States of America. You're in New York. You're surrounded by the NFL, collegiate football, MLB, NBA, Major League Soccer. How in the world do you push that aside and fall in love with the single greatest game, AFL football? I don't know. That's why I got this absolute superstar. It's Rosanna. She's the host of AFL Obsessed. I have to say, welcome to Lace Out. How, how does a woman in New York decide I'm going to start a podcast about AFL football? Well, first of all, thanks, Pubs, for having me. <laughs> there are so many questions there. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Um, honestly, I think the question about how do you fall in love with the sport is so easy. I mean, you just have to watch it, right? Oh, no, how um, good is it's, it? so great it's the greatest sport i think so i my journey started i always say like i you know went down the rabbit hole in 2016 i saw the anzac day game and my boyfriend was just checking on his team and he you know turned on the tv and i saw a very small snippet of it it wasn't even a quarter and then he snapped it off because i didn't know at that time like what the team was going through you know all the dynamics and kind of the things that were happening around like no context, right? And when he turned on the TV, I honestly thought I was hallucinating. And I just, it looked like chaos on a field. There was no direction, nothing. The field shape was very distracting. I'd never seen that before. There was so much whistling. And I just was like, is there a game somewhere in this mess? And oh, there's a game in there. And people have, I, I <laughs> well, speak just my to, first impression. Well, I get people like, you know, a different states. Like we're 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 global. Like we're global. You're global. And then when you speak to people just in different states, are you talking about cross country boxing? That's what people have called cross country boxing. They've called it uh, ballet with a ball, which I've only heard a couple of times. But that's from people in Sydney. If you when you watch it for the first time, I can totally get like, what is going on here? The ball's a wrong shape. It's a, it's an oval. They've got to kick it through these big sticks. It was just, it's funny. It's, you know, it was just flying around. I think it took me a while to even see where the ball was. And then when I finally started, like I could see the ball and I was sort of following like where, like its path, um, he snapped it off. And I was really upset about it because then it was over for me. And I didn't pick it up again, even though I wanted more afterwards, just the entire time I was like, when, you know, when can I see it again? So I started watching in late May 2017, and now I am fully down the rabbit hole. Um, I love it so much. I'm obsessed. I seek out, you know, anything out there about the game, really, like literature, documentaries, films. Um, I just can't get enough. You know what? We live here, and we can't get enough. It is 24-7. And when you're in the heartland, we are in the heartland in Melbourne, where it all started from the VFL days to expanding to the national game, it's 24-7. We just had the draft last week. Melbourne have got their big family day uh, presentation day tomorrow, which is going to be massive. Pre-season training is all, it, 
it just keeps ticking along. It just keeps ticking along. And so when you when you when we're here, we can't get enough. But what what so how do you go from just loving the game to deciding, all right, I'm gonna start my own podcast about this? Honestly, I just wanted someone to talk to about the game. I had no one to discuss footy with, and I just had all these thoughts and I wanted to process it and I put it out into the ether just thinking that no one was going to listen. Like, let's be real. I'm, you know, a girl in America, you know, in New York City who knows nothing really about the game. And it was, I was learning gradually, but I was just so obsessed. And I honestly was just seeking like a footy community. And it's been the wildest, like most, um, like heartwarming, generously gracious, like ride of my life because people just popped out of everywhere and countries that I had no idea. I think podcasts have a way of finding people who need to hear them. And that was why I put it out there. I didn't even tell anyone I was making it. I didn't tell my family. I didn't tell my friends because they weren't the intended audience. Mm. You know, I mean, they don't know what the game is about. And I've tried to get my friends into it, but yeah, I put it out there and I just hit like a crazy milestone, which is not big, but it's big for me, you know? And just the fact that people welcomed me into the community with open arms has been so amazing. And just being able to be here with you. <laughs> when you well, like I said, I just reached out to you and said, hey, would you like to have a chat? Because AFL, it's a unique story. Look, I spoke to a gentleman by the name of Craig Wessels. He's in, he's called a yank on the footy. He's got a podcast. Yeah, I had a chat to him and he's a, he's a cracker. And then when I started going through, I went AFL obsessed. And then I drilled down a little bit further. I went, it's, it's a female from New York. And in all respect, like most of the podcasts, let's be honest, in Australia are male-driven. So to get like both sides, I've got to get in contact with it. So you mentioned like you've you had heartwarming reactions. What are some of the – where are some of the, the contacts been? Where, how have people reached out to you to say like you're just making a difference to me? Just I, – I don't know. I thought that maybe I would have a primarily male audience and it's been both and it's been all across the board age-wise. And it's just me on it. So, um, you know, people have written me letters about like emails, obviously what got them into the game. I've had some stories where I have people on and just share their stories. It's just been so crazy. Like there are countries like I wouldn't expect someone there to be into the AFL and they'd be listening. I've had some listeners send me packages um, right here on my desk. There's a little... <laughs> A little mascot. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, little, you got your little from, pie, magpie, yep. <laughs> that was from a listener. You know, someone sent me a book from Australia. Um, I just got, yeah, just the response has been overwhelming for someone who is just a random rabid supporter in New York City with no background. I didn't grow up with the game. And just, I don't know, there's just something about like the community that is so insanely amazing. I, I, I honestly cannot describe how wonderful it's been. And I can't, I just want to continue talking about my favorite subject, you know, with the, anyone and everyone who wants to. It's the best. It. Like I've mentioned this many times. We mentioned it every week, myself and, and my co-host, Jamie, the J-Dog Wallace, absolute superstar. He's, he's, <laughs> his wife just had another baby. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. So he's on paternity leave. That's what he's oh, saying. Oh, okay. I was like, is Jay uh, on this? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. He's on paternity leave um, until the start of next season. But it's amazing. We got an email. I got a message from someone in Hawaii the other day saying, "We, you make my you make my football dream. I heard your, your Bulldogs preview. And then you're, look, look at my podcast from Spotify. You're number three 
thank you. You're the one that I listen to every week. And you, and you sit back and you go, like, I can get it if people in your state and your country, but when you're getting messages from England or the US or the um, Hawaii saying, you make a difference, it is, it, 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 it does get the hairs on the back of your neck standing up. It gets a bit of the shivers going, you know, just when you think sometimes, that, do people listen? You get that and it just makes it all worthwhile that you are making a difference to, to somebody in just a, s- a small little way that they take their time to listen to you, which is amazing. I've got to ask you a couple of things too. What, what, was there a game Was there a game that you just went, all right, this is it, this is, I, I love it. Was, was there one that just, just triggered it or was it just a gradual build up over time that went, oh, I, I just love this game? Oh gosh, that's such a hard question to answer. Honestly, I think it was a gradual, but it wasn't like a slow creep. You know, it was, if you watch the game, the heightened drama of just seeing a ball dribbling in for a goal or the hangers and those Becky's and Marks that I love, which aren't in any other game that I've ever seen. And they're not in any other sport. It's just been one of those things where I want to see. So I honestly just want to see the game all year round. I know it's not possible, but I think that the grand final of 2018 was a particularly good game. I think the grand final this year was also a great game. I think the oh, season. I'd have awesome. to agree on both of those. <laughs> I know you agree. But, agree. Well, if you ask um, me halfway through the third quarter, I was, I was panicking big time. And the message would come, Peps, stay faithful, stay faithful, support, support. My wife's sitting there going, Chris, just be calm, be calm, support your team. And then, well, we know what happened from then. But yeah, so 2018 was a cracking grand final, definitely. Uh, especially when they were close to five goals up at one stage, Collingwood, and just to see what happened in that last couple of moments. That kick by Dom Sheed, my goodness gracious. Like, <laughs> give him another, you can give him another 10 shots, and I reckon he'd go 50 50. Like, that was just flush. And that's hard to do. That's hard to do it. But it's such a pressurized time and such a big crowd. With, and he would, have, he would have known some sort of idea how much time there was to left to go in the game. Mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing, that sort of stuff. You're 75 episodes into your, your podcast. Has there been a highlight? Has there been, like, has there been an episode that you went, you, you know when you get off and you go, well, that was a good one? Because you've had a couple of cracking interviews as well too, I must admit. Thanks. I think getting to speak to Peggy O'Neill was a pretty big highlight. I think she's an American Idol of mine. And when you see a new sport and you love it so much, just seeing someone from your country ascend to like the level that she has and just the involvement that she is at um, has just been amazing. And, you know, it's not my team either. <laughs> my team is, we haven't even discussed my team yet. I know. But... I know who your team is. <laughs> I know. And oh. um, We'll get to it. How about that? Uh, we yeah. have to talk about it. But yeah, you know, I think that was a really great highlight. My latest interview, just getting to talk to the chief photographer, of the AFL, Michael Wilson was really amazing. And just honestly, the fact that anyone wants to talk to me about footy is remarkable and always takes me by surprise. And, you know, I've done guesting on other pods, but they're for like rom-coms or whatever, you know, anyone that wants me to do a guesting, I'm happy to. But my favorite subject obviously always comes back to this. And yeah, I, I honestly, when I started it back in October, 2019, so I'm like headed into the third season now. And I really relax during the off seasons because mm. it's really busy right now in New York. I'm really busy too. And, and you know, what a, like how much work <laughs> it is to do a podcast. 
and you know, I'm a one person show. So I feel like it's really a lot. And just to kind of keep the socials running and everything and just responding <laughs> to it's, messages, I think is, it's a full-time job. <laughs> it, it, but, it is. You know. It's, it's, it's a grind. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a grind, but it, it, it it's but not a, a grind a if it's something that you love to do. And it's if you so love <laughs> to do it, it is, it's just the best. And like I said, it's not about the – because people always go, how many hits do you get? How many listens do you get? And sometimes it's not about that. It's about the community that you build. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to the Melbourne Day tomorrow and the people that I'm going to right. be meeting there are all people from the, the podcast community. So come along with us. We'd love to meet you. We'll take you in. And I was going anyway. But to go with people that you've never met before but you're going to finally have an interaction. With your say, friends. <laughs> say thank you. Just, they're, they're your friends. You, you almost know them intimately because – of the conversations and, and, and the banter that you have with them. It, it, it is, it is awesome. And that's what it's all about that when people come back at every single week saying, you know, cracking episode, we love it. They just love it when the, your, your co-host gets stuck into you. It's when you have a discussion piece, it's just, it's just, it, there's nothing, there is nothing better. And did, have you found when you've reached out for interviews as well, just the response rate, I think I've only had one person say no but they're just really receptive to just have a, a quick chat. Even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes, the fact that they're taking time out of their massively busy schedule, like we are today, is it, it just makes you feel that, you know what, it's, if, if anybody asks me for a chat, you'd be willing to do it. So it, it is pretty humbling, isn't it, when you're speaking to a president of the <laughs> Richmond Football Club who's won three out of the last four flags or the, the chief football photographer who, is, who captures these shots that are seen around the world. It's it's awesome. Was there anything out of those two chats that really resonated with you? Honestly, I think I was, it was a bit of a whirlwind just being able to speak to them and about a game that I love and not being a super beginner. I mean, I know there's still so much of the game I don't know, but just being able to share like their stories and see what got them into it has been really fun. And some of that stuff, you know, because it's out there already, but just being able to hear them say it, you know, yep. in their own words has just been something I've really liked. But I think the advice that Peggy got when she was starting off in her career was really great, things like that. Um, and then just hearing like Michael talk about what his day is like and behind the scenes and his interactions with like the teams and players too has been really cool. So um, I'm not trying to plug it, but- No, you know, I was just- about to say, and look, <laughs> this is all about, pl- it's all about plugging as well too. Like, that's what I'd recommend to, to, for the people from Lace Out, get on AFL Obsessed because those two interviews they're just beautiful to listen to. Absolutely. And that's one thing I loved when I had to listen to yourself. There was an episode when you talked about the rule changes and you just put them in such an easy manner that sometimes they get way too complicated. Just the way that you delivered them, I'm just sitting there going, this is how it should be. Just keep it simple. Don't try and overcomplicate things. It was gorgeous. And just the, the, the way you present yourself, I'm thinking, is, is, is Rosanna a professional here? Just, you know, <laughs> highlighting as a podcaster, but it, you're just beautiful to listen to. I, I must have, Thank it's, you. it's, it's, it's like, you know, what sometimes you, you might listen to one and you go, oh, it's just, it's your, it is simple. But sometimes the simple ways of putting it together are just, Mwah. and that's what I've got from it is you have your little intro at the start. Music plays over and you just get into it and you just talk about the game and how it means to you. It's, you can hear the passion in your voice. And I really 
really appreciate that because I think sometimes you just, I feel like I'm just ranting behind a mic and talking about things that are happening in my life too, <laughs> you know? And it's funny when people make comments about some of that stuff, like what I'm doing or what I've seen, it's just been hilarious. But yeah, I really, that means so much. Thank you for listening at all. It's because people relate. That's people relate. You know, everybody's going through challenges in life and if, you know, you can just be vulnerable and express who you are. People tend to connect with that, and it's awesome. Now, I know you've connected with a team over here. This was my only head shaker. I was a, look, I'll be a little bit disappointed because I grew up in this area, and you got to understand, I'm a Melbourne supporter through and through. There was only one day I changed. I back for Carlton for one day, and that stopped when my dad said, Chris, you have to go. Yeah, I, I, this is going back in 1987 or something. We were putrid. Dad said, yep, you can bury for Carlton, but you have to buy your own jumper. I reckon in about five minutes later, I turned back to Melbourne. But for the listeners out there, there's going to be 17 teams that are just going to be disappointed, but there's one that's going to be jumping through their skins right now. Announce it to the world, who the team that you follow over there in New York City, United States of America, please, everybody. Go for it, Rosanna. <laughs> well, now that you've given such a beautiful introduction, I am a very proud member of Essendon. Oh. And since a lot of people like to follow that up with, unfortunately, I'm going to go ahead and just say fortunately, because, you know, the team has given me so much. So much. Was that so much joy or just so much disappointment? <laughs> which, which way are we going no, I mean, here? I mean, that obviously includes like cardiac events and heartbreak. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, that just comes with the territory of supporting a team, you know? It, oh, don't worry. I know what heartbreak is. So, all right. <laughs> Look, just as a reminder, I haven't done this for quite a while, but it is 6,204 days since you've won a final. <laughs> I just have to put that one in there. Um, wow. So, so how, how did you get involved with Essendon? Like, because obviously, obviously, a multitude of teams. You mentioned your boyfriend earlier on. <laughs> First question: Still hope? Are they still boyfriend? Yeah, we're still together. <laughs> for Is sure. it just um, boyfriend? Has it moved to? I mean, Beyonce I guess it's a partner. Stone? We've been together for almost six years. So, oh, just um, do it, champ! Just pull the trigger. <laughs> just pull the trigger. You're you're a putz. What's his name? Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, when you listen to this, like, I don't know what you're waiting for. You've got a gem right here. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't let this one run. So how did, why was it Essendon? What was it about them that just caught, caught your eye? Honestly, um, it's funny that I always say this jokingly, if people think that I had a choice in the matter because it mm. was his team. Um, and we remember this differently, but how it went down, Peps, I'm going to tell you is that he told me I could support any team in the league that I wanted as long as, you know, it wasn't, you know, I could support any team, but if it wasn't Essendon, we wouldn't be together. Like he put his oh, relationship on the line for see that. See how it works. Know? So yeah. even in the US, you still have the same conversations I had with my dad back in 1987. You back for any team you want, as long as it's Melbourne, that's fine with me. Like, and so you really had no choice? I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love the team so yeah. much. I love them dearly. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to go and see some games in 2019 um, live. And then 2020, actually, uh, I went to open training at the hangar. And that was like a wild experience for me, just being such a crazy fan um, and supporter. And, yeah, it's a wonderful team. I'm really excited about, I think, last year. You know, everyone, I think the general consensus was that we would be a bottom four, if not bottom two team. And 
we had a lot happening. I said <laughs> that. I, I said that you just your forward line. I just I couldn't see where you all your goals came from. That that was my my opinion on it, and I said that from the start of the year. Is I just couldn't see where you'd be able to score. Proved us wrong. And how? I yep. you know you. I think that those are particularly valid thoughts. I think I've said this before the coaching to coach handoff, you know, I just really wanted to see truck like with the training wheels off. Cause I had no idea what his style was even going to be. And so that's been amazing. And, you know, if I don't trust the process, I at least trust truck and I trust our coaches. We have Rance now, um, Alex Rance, who I love dearly, but I mean, in the hands of he and like Carousella and Gia, um, you know, got a good group. Up, like, yeah, you know, I think, we're in good hands. I do think that the tune was very different last year about everybody bouncing and wanting to leave and kind of how we were going to regroup. We needed like a cultural, like, I think redo, like clean off the slate. I think the culture at the club was pretty, you know, contentious. And I think there was like a lot of discord there. So I'm glad it all changed. I think we've transformed the team at the draft last year. I'm really excited about like a pickup this year. So Yeah, your draft. Um, you've had two good draft halls, and we can see how quickly it is if you can yeah. get a good set of kids. And I think the good thing that Essendon did last year, which oh, like everybody here was a little bit surprised that they did it, but they were willing to go, okay, Saad, go. Um, Danaher, go. We'll get the draft picks in. And when you had that group of three together and the, you nailed them, you, you nailed them. Absolutely nailed them. And then you've been able to go around again this year. Obviously, it's been a bit limited because the tab, uh, the, the TAC Cup or the NAB League, which is now known, wasn't, wasn't much, I think, except for the first few games this year. So we haven't been able to see a lot of these kids from a Victorian perspective. It's going to be interesting to sort of see if the number relates to how they're going to transform. But like I said, if you can get your couple of years of your drafts together, my club's a perfect example of it. Port Adelaide's a perfect oh, example sure. of it. If you can get... If you can nail a couple of drafts in a row, the rebuild can be very, very rapid. And that's why I'm looking at North Melbourne at the moment. And I think that they're, out of all the teams that are sort of sitting a bit lower, they're the ones I can see with a lot of, just a lot of rise in their capabilities. They've got a good midfield. Their forwards are looking pretty cool. But also, just what they've picked up in the draft, they pick up a, a young guard in Horn Francis, yeah. but they also pick up Hugh Greenwood. Like, that's a, a bigger Huge. body to help a young guy who's pretty decent in size. It, it's awesome. So from the Bombers, who 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 is the favourite player? Everybody's got one. Mine, I'll ask from the, from the D's, uh, going back many 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 years ago, is Robbie Flower. Like my ultimate game when I was growing up, and and now I'm probably looking at him. A big Luke Jackson fan, Luke Jackson fan, a big Tom Sparrow fan. Oh, actually, I'm a fan of everybody. They got us a flag. But <laughs> from a rich, from a Essendon perspective, who's who's your like? When they've got it, you just know something's going to happen. It's so hard to pick like a favorite child. You know, I love all of them. <laughs> I, I love think, it. <laughs> it's just like, it's too difficult to pick. I love, I think Walla has like, you know, almost like a franchise player. Like just everybody loves seeing him on the field. Um, Hurley, I love, even though he's injured at the moment. I think everyone loves Draper. He's been like a fun loving character. Mm. It's so difficult to pick like, someone who I can do it for other teams for sure. Like the two or three that I love, but when it comes to mine, I just can't, well, who, you know, pick my, I'm going to ask who are the others that you like I mean, to watch? Nick Cox is great. Yep. Um, Archie Perkins, who was like ready to go and rearing right off the bat mm. has been wonderful. Um, 
You know, I think our entire midfield is great. Like obviously Parrish, I love Merritt. Um, and I think he should become our next captain. Um, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, I, I love McGraw. I honestly love every single play. Hind is amazing. I think he's yes. probably one of those players where steal. when he gets it. Yeah, absolutely a steal. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I honestly love like every single player. Stringer, I think he's gotten his body right he looks great in the photos right now um yeah worst tats worst tats. shocking tats though let's be <laughs> honest those tats i don't know what's going on there but um no they, they, they are they are looking good and like i said if you can get that good coaching support group around the head coach it can make a massive difference as well too so you've got you've got a screw besides essendon is there anyone else in the league like you mentioned there could be a couple of others that you, you like to see run around who, who else from from the league like I said, if, if it's on the TV, whoa, 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 don't change your channel. No, 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 no. Just just leave it here for a moment. Um, I mean, in terms of like who I fear the most, but also love them, yep. the Bulldogs. I think they have the most lethal list that I fear the most. I think they have an entire armory of all the guns. Mm. <laughs> I think your team is pretty spectacular with the oh, most stacked midfield. Um, and I don't think they're anywhere near done yet. I know they want to for sure get it done in front of their own. Yep. next season i think brisbane is knocking on that door too so i mean there isn't a game that i honestly don't want to watch i do try to watch i watch every essendon game live i do try it does kind of wreak a little bit of havoc on the schedule um especially the late night 1 20 a.m start time i think it's like your late afternoon and they end yep. uh, around 4 a.m so you can't really go to bed early and wake up early um but yeah i honestly I, I like watching Richmond play. Um, I was able to see your team um, in person because I went to the Anzac Eve game. And Ooh, which one? The yeah. 2000 and which one was it? The 2019, I saw Anzac Eve. You know, that was okay. And then I also saw the Anzac Day game that year. And then I went to a third game that kind of overlapped during my trip. And it was um, at Marvel. So it was Collingwood versus Port. So I yep. got to see just like a number of teams. Um, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. No, I feel like these, because these are non-answers. No, they're, they're perfect answers because uh, that Anzac Day tradition has now stretched over over two days. And I think both the games sort of have their place. I think Anzac Day Eve is a completely different game to the Anzac Day one. Um, and I was listening when I heard you talking to Eddie and BT, you were just talking about just that experience of, and you would have been to both. I didn't know about the the, the previous one, but. 100,000 people in a stadium with the last post being played and it's just silence. Lights off, especially the not obviously the night game, but the lights are off. Have you did you ever experience anything like that before back in the states because I know you're quite you're quite passionate about the, the military and the service and all that sort. But have you ever experienced just that that silence with just so many people? Honestly, no. I Getting to see both of those games, um, I feel like incredibly fortunate to just witness and being allowed to just be in that space as someone who's not even from there and assuming, you know, a spot of someone who wants to be there. Uh, I just felt so grateful. But yeah, I've never seen anything like it. And even the lead up to the game when everyone's walking to the G with their scarves on, I've never, ever felt anything like that sort of magic and that camaraderie and the passion that all the players have for the game. But yeah, the silence where you could almost hear a pin drop. It's 
so deeply moving and it's deeply touching. And it's one of those things where I will never experience anything like that again, unless I go. Um, and yeah, it's just incredible. I, I honestly never have the words <laughs> to describe how yeah. I'm feeling, but it's just a magical experience that I, I don't think is duplicated in any other form. And we have stadiums that are pretty big and packed here, but it's a very different game day if you go to a footy game versus any other league sport in the States. Yep. So how, how does it differ? How does, like, we just, we just take the training, walk to the stadium because we, we've got one in, in Victoria, we've got 10 teams in, 10 teams in this state. It makes it a bit of 10. Yeah. 10, 10 teams in this yep, state. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out now because 10 teams, but there's only literally like three grounds. You've got the one in Geelong. So that's Geelong's home game. You've got Marvel Stadium and then you've got the MCG. So we've got co-tenants everywhere. But in in your neck of the woods, they literally have their own stadium. So the Giants, the Jets play two completely different stadiums? Well, it just depends. I mean, actually they share. Oh, they share. Um, the same. Yeah. Um, but just depending on where you're based, sometimes yeah. there isn't enough space. But I think just our whole game day is very different. We celebrate very differently. We have something called tailgating. It's like, it starts at the, you know, start of the day kind of goes all day. The college games are really crazy um, where there's just so much hype and pomp and circumstance. I always say before the actual game, it's hours and hours and hours of fun before the game even starts. And then during the game, there's so many familial things that are happening, like people come out and blast like t-shirt cannons into the crowd. There's so much involvement, especially with our sports, like in baseball and in basketball, there's all kinds of things happening. And I feel like there you go and you get like your meat pie and then you enjoy that and you go check out the game. And then maybe during the quarters or even during the game, sometimes you're just in a bar and having drinks. And I actually really appreciate that because I feel like the focus is on the game itself. Yep. You know, you don't even have I say this a lot, but, but, you know, there's no cheerleaders and um, there's nothing but the game, you know, and I really like that it's almost this un, like not distracting. I don't want to say like unfiltered, but there's just nothing to distract you from what the everybody game. wants. It's the, <laughs> and it's constant. The game is constant. So baseball is stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. NFL, stop, go, stop, go. Basketball, except for timeouts, is pretty, pretty rapid. But football's just go, go, go until there's a goal and there's, no more than a minute. And most of that's due to the commercials. That's why it goes for a minute. It used to be 30 seconds and they blew it out to a minute. Uh, you mentioned the meat pie a moment ago. How was that experience for you? Because as some people just have no idea, like, what do we do with this? First of all, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> did you enjoy it's it? delicious. Of yep. course. I think I enjoyed the whole thing. So we stayed in the CBD yep. um, when we were like around because I wanted the experience of walking to the G yep. and walking away from there. So you're walking over the bridge and you hear mm -hmm. all the like sounds and it, it was just, it's so immersive. <laughs> you know, it felt like a theatrical event. I felt like I was going to, I always say the game is like a Harry Potter Quidditch game, like you without the broomsticks and a little bit of physics, but it felt like Harry Potter. I just, the you're completely in this environment where it's 360. That's why I love the game so much because mm -hmm. it isn't so static. It makes uh, NFL difficult for me to watch because it's so static and stop, start, stop, start. And I prefer that continuous and fluid uh, movement, but 
yeah, it's just, um, that was a really fun thing. We went, you know, and got our meat pies and we lined up early to get like a really great seat at the G2. So that was mm -hmm. a really fun. And I got my program. It was just a really fun experience. I walked like all the way to the top of the G cause I just wanted to see the view from How there too. And the top. I would love to someday walk the ground. <laughs> I know I won't be allowed, but. <laughs> I'll give you a hit. If you write to, if you write to one of the clubs and just ask them, you just never know. I, I remember taking my son. I said, look, my son's going to his first game. Uh, are we able to maybe get uh, passes to the rooms? Got a message back. Yep, sure. We'll leave them at the desk. He got to go in. He had photos with players left, right, and center. At, oh, he, when so Clayton nice. Oliver played his first game, he got a photo with him. So I'm, I'm literally saying that Clayton Oliver owes my son his awesome career. And then we're walking <laughs> out of the ground past the MCC and we see – the all-time legend, Ron Barassi, who wow. is just – and I was just chatting. His, his wife was sitting there said, look, do you mind if I – She said, yeah, Ron, this is Noah. And he's got a photo with him. And then next week oh it was in the – It was next week in the footy record. So your program, Dairy wow. – So it's just – it's amazing. I don't know if that's the type of access you have over there, but you could just be walking around and just see someone. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, can, can we have a – yeah, no probs, et cetera. Um, rightio, I also had to have a laugh as well. When I listened to your first episode, because I always like to go and listen to the first episode because that almost oh, no. gives me a bit of a feel because if you have listened to my first episode, it sounds like my voice broke. But you mentioned a very famous sport from Miami in the mid-70s, uh, 80s called Jailai. Did you oh, remember yeah. when you, yeah, you said it had, the sp it, was, it had the speed of that and I went, She's got it going. Like to, re to reference that, like I was, <laughs> my ears pricked up. So I was very impressed with that. But it was really nice to sort of see why and how you got into it. And it was absolutely awesome. All right. Quick questions for you, Rosanna. Okay. Putting, your, putting the non-biased hat on, rightio. First okay. and foremost, which team is going to have a massive rise in 2022 from your humble opinion? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, um, just like playing super coach, I do believe you can start too early with your speculations, but I will play along. I think, well, what you said about North, I think they're going to kind of creep up there and surprise everyone. So I think that that's probably a really good, um, gosh, I don't know, an unprecedented rise. I, I'll say North. <laughs> okay. We've obviously got snakes and ladders. Someone's going to climb the ladder, and unfortunately, someone is going to slide. Who is your slider? Do you just from the way the season roll on? Thinking about it now, who would be your? You know, unfortunately, you're going to be down the bottom. Um, I'm sorry to say this, but Geelong supporters. Um, I think that I've talked about how I think their team has been run like a Ponzi scheme um, for the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> the Ponzi really Football Club. Well, just that they keep injecting like experience in to kind of keep the ship running to me. And I feel like at some point everyone's going to age out together and you do need some young blood in there to kind of, you know, um, balance that all out. So I, I'm sorry to say that I do think that Geelong may take a little, you know, drop and Hopefully they'll prove me wrong, but that's well. What I they got rid of kids, and then they brought in Jonathan Segler, who was mid thirties, which is their age profile. That's who they're aiming to. <laughs> oh, they're shocking! Yeah, we we keep saying they keep delivering, but unfortunately, it's almost like uh, 
over here we've got the prices right. You'd still probably have the prices right over there. And there's the mountain climber game where he goes, and he climbs up the hill and eventually he falls <laughs> off the edge. Geelong are going to be the mountain climbers. I think they're going to fall off the edge. Um, if you had to pick a Brownlow medalist at this particular moment in time, if you, I, I'm serious. This is If there's someone you think, okay, they're going to be the standout player for, for the AFL next year, who do you think it's going to be? Oh, man, I don't want to keep going back to the grand final this year, but, I mean, between Petraka and Bont, you know, great on Ollie for getting them one. But I don't know. It's going to be really tough to kind of follow those shoes. You know, I think that I really kind of see maybe Bont just because yep. I see they're doing better, but I'll just go with it. <laughs> All right, we're going with the Bont. We'll be going with the Bont and the ultimate prize, the ultimate cup holders like my mob from this year. <laughs> Who's going to take out the flag? And if you want to be biased with Essendon, you can. Or if we're going to go down the rea- – if we're going to get on the reality bus, who, who is – who do you think will – Let's uh, get on the reality bus. The reality bus. You know, I would, just, I would just love to win a final so everyone with their countdowns, oh, including but, but, you, can chill. <laughs> yeah, so we, so that, Twitter, that, twi- that Twitter account is just, you know, climbing. Everybody just can't wait for that day for that Twitter account to close. Then it's going to change to – Day since St Kilda won a premiership. That'll be the next one. Who, um, so let's walk before we can run. You want Essendon to just win a final and then we'll see what happens after that. But if you had to pick anybody to, to win, who, who would it be, do you think? Oh, it's so hard. Like I said, I really do think the Bulldogs might just take it next year because I fear their list the most. Um, but I also think that Melbourne is really, they're not done yet. They still have a really great team. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if both of those teams had a rematch grand final. Um, I would love for them to do that at the G so that Neil can at least be there, Neil Danaher. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's where I'm going. <laughs> so just as a heads up, he'll be presenting the, I think the medals in the cup tomorrow, which is going to be awesome. So exciting. And if <laughs> Melbourne's team plays in round one, it'll be the first time ever that a grand final team the exact same uh, 23 play in round one again. And if you've checked the fixture, on Wednesday of the first round, Melbourne versus the Western Bulldogs will be kicking off the season. Normally it's the Richmond-Carlton game, but yeah. the AFL have done a tweak to have a blockbuster. I think the AFL, literally, Melbourne literally contacted the AFL on the night and said, we want a rematch in Melbourne. We want to unfurl the flag. I thought it'd be a Friday night. They've gone Wednesday. And Wednesday is not a big, big game for Melbourne, for for Victoria's. Thursday night footy is going nuts interstate. In Victoria, it doesn't work. We're more for a Friday. But I think round one will be uh, a bit of a corker. Rightio, a couple of things I want to ask about AFL Obsessed. Uh, Obviously, heading into season 2022, dream guests. Is Is there anyone that you've got your eye on that you would just love to have a chat to? Obviously, you nailed one today by speaking to yours truly uh, and vice versa. But <laughs> I'm checking any- you off my bucket oh, list. <laughs> yes. But is there anybody else that you've thought, okay, I'd, I'd really love to have a chat with them? Honestly, anyone in media, I think I love Nick Rewalt. Like, I just really admire him. He has an American wife. Um, he comes over here quite a bit. So I love Brownie, Jonathan Brown. I actually went to cheer for him when he ran the New York City Marathon. <laughs> and I made a poster and everything. Um, and I think when he saw me, he thought he was hallucinating because he was so far into the race. And there was a random American screaming Brownie with a poster. 
Um, honestly, anyone in media, any players, like I, there are so many retired players that I just have so much love for that I would love to speak to them. Um, any current players, obviously I try to be respectful because I know that, you know, yeah. there's social media and all of that. And so I just kind of really want different perspectives, but it doesn't always have to be because there's so many things that keep the whole thing running that we love about the game that have nothing to do with like the players on the field too. So honestly, anyone that is willing to talk to me would be amazing, but um, yeah. Well, they'd be oh, doing I themselves guess- a favor big time if they did. <laughs> Because well, it what is- you said about Ron Brassy too. I mean, I would love, but like our Lord and Savior Sheedy, I think would be so incredibly amazing too. Um, anybody from like the Essendon Club, I did call in to uh, their club when they had um, a pandemic podcast. So I spoke to Xavier, our CEO, and Herdy and Job. So I got yep. to talk to them nice. very briefly. But oh, look, I said that that club's gone through a tumultuous many many years and. I just hope that that's starting to get flushed away and now we can focus on the now because I had my doubts about track at the start. I've admit, I've said that from day dot and he, I was willing to go, you know, I think I got that one wrong. And just from what, it's almost like yourself, you know, I just hope it just grows to fruition because I've got a lot of Eston supporters, a lot of Eston mates and, you know, they've been in the doldrums and it's kind of funny. Like we, we do we do take the piss out of it, as we say over here in Australia. We, we, we do take a bit of a laugh at them. But you know, now that you've had like you've you've had your own success, you want them to have a little publicity, not too much. We want them to have a little <laughs> bit. Okay, 60th. I think yeah. it would be nice to just you know. Did you did you watch the um the uh, the Essendon documentary series? Obviously, absolutely. Oh, I, I think yet. off Good. season, so I need like any content. Um, yeah, that was, I don't know if you saw Making Their Mark oh, with fantastic. Amazon, but Loved it. yeah, that's amazing. So that was like our Making Their Mark, you know, for yeah. our club. And it was beautiful. All the players that came back to speak for it, um, I think I teared up when some of the people that aren't with us anymore came on and talked too. So that was really, really um, moving in its own way. But yeah, I think we're ready for the 150th. I think, yep. you know, even if we crawl, I know we'll get there. <laughs> Just been there. All right, and I got one, two last things to ask. First and foremost, sure. if we, we do this every year because it just happens, we're sick of it over here. If there was a rule that you could add in and or scrap, what would it be? Wow, that is so difficult of a question. I think just some of the rulings um, and not have it be so case by case, I think they need to standardize a little bit of that because you'll see identical scenarios and then they get ruled differently immediately following um, or on the field or at the tribunal. So I think just having a little bit more consistency, especially when there's really crazy clashes, I think where it's very clearly someone's concussed and isn't moving or something like that. I guess like the extreme like white line fever cases where someone is knocked out, you know? So I think that that would just be something that I would want to eliminate for everyone's safety. Just a blanket. If you can cast regardless, (laughs) no, no, but regardless if you were making a genuine attempt or it was just in the the, the clash itself. Yeah. And have the punishment be standardized too, and not like adjusted later or that you can talk it down. And there isn't any 
application across the board of like maybe a revered player that you yeah. want to have like danger per se, you know, you want to oh, keep him playing what? or <laughs> I'm just saying. He, he's the leader um, of the good bloke. We, we have a thing here, Jamie and I do called the, the good bloke syndrome. Uh, the And uh, it all started with Lenny Hayes when he made the hall of fame couple of years back and, and he had the good blokes in he had a, he had the good bloke theory but if you're a good bloke you, you get treated a little bit differently than uh andrew jones from you know or like toby up, green <laughs> or toby green yeah exactly right so yeah danger and toby do exactly the same thing one gets six weeks the other one gets let off it, it doesn't make any sense and we feel that over here more important we feel that so i agree and the stand yay or nay for the stand I'm I'm yay for the stand. The yay for the stand. I think that it definitely got distilled and distorted down the line of the season. But at the beginning, I think it was really great because I want to see more goals. You know, I want to see Buddy get to like a thousand. I want to see just more of everything. I want to see people score more and all the players that really kind of have their due. I just really want to. Yeah, are you nay? <laughs> oh, I'm, I just don't like the stand, stand, stand. So like a primary school when you listen to it. When you're live, it's like stand. Oh, come on, man. So if they could just like mm, – but my other thing on it would be that as soon as a player changes direction, so they move off that line and change direction, it's play on. Because a lot of the play, time you yeah. would have seen it, that the player has to stand there until the umpire says go. And it could only be a couple of steps, but that's enough for them to get off the mark and, and, and dish a ball – at the player running or to square the ball up on somebody on the other side of the ground. So the player on the mark to stand there can't do anything. But as soon as I think they go off their mark, they can turn their heads and turn their body. But as soon as they, they change direction, play on straight away. And I think that would, it would, I agree with it would that. even it out for both, I think as well too. And also when you're in the forward 50, you can go off the mark and, and, and try and put them off mm-hmm. because literally it's, it's, a, it's a goal. It's a goal indicator. They can, <laughs> if you kick it over the head, it's going to go through. So right. you've got to make it a little bit harder for them as well too. Um, rightio. Rosanna, I, look, I'll tell you what, if you're listening to this and people want to find more out about you and AFL Obsessed, it's all going to be in the show notes anyway, but you'd be a nutter if you don't subscribe. How can, they, how can they get in contact with you? How can they listen to you? Where do they find you on the show? Give us all the information because there's going to be people with their phones now or their PCs like switching over to Google, typing it in. And if they can find it, great. But if they can't, how, how can they get in contact with you, find you? Where are you? Go for it. Sure. Thank you. Um, well, so AFL Obsessed, if you search that on any platform, you can find me. Um, and AFL Obsessed on Twitter and on Instagram. I do respond to all messages. Sometimes it takes me a while. Email's a little bit longer. But AFL Footy Obsessed at Gmail is my email if you want to write me. and. You can actually leave a voice message on the Anchor app if you want, um, and I can play that in the show, but Podbean is kind of where everything is housed. And yeah, honestly, just get at me. I would love to continue the conversation. It's off season. <laughs> the holidays oh, are coming up. Got to so. talk to someone. <laughs> got to, well, this is our preseason now. We're just trying to get back into the swing of things after a few weeks off, just try and get the conversations flowing in. But you, you're a star. Like seriously, like just to – to chat to you and just hear the passion you have about our game, but just the ability of podcasting, connecting a bloke up in Taylor's Hill in Victoria with a girl over in New York City talking about the single greatest game in the world, there's, there's nothing better than that. And I, and I thank you 
from the bottom of my heart for taking time. You know, you've, you've finished work for the day and now you're spending time with a, a, 47, a 46-year-old dad from Taylor's Hill talking about <laughs> AFL. We, we are, I'm blessed. So thank you very, very much for that. Thank you. Pleasure. I just had the best time. <laughs> well, you're going to have the best time now because when it comes down to it, I only have one last thing to ask and it is simply sure. this, Rosanna. Rosanna from the AFL Obsessed podcast all the way in New York City, United States of America. How do you want your footy? The only way to be, lace out. Listeners, strap yourselves in, subscribe, join Rosanna every week. You can't do yourself wrong. To everybody else listening to this, thank you for your time. Rosanna, I love you to death. You're awesome. More importantly, Remember, J-Dog and I will be back for our end-of-season review. But more importantly, enjoy the Christmas period. Be safe over there in the U.S. And to all our listeners, uh, enjoy the off-season because 2022 is going to be bigger than ever. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.